this morning from the Warren County Board. We have Chairman Mike Pearson. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Also with us, Sean Cavanaugh, Chair of the Building and Grounds Committee. Good morning, Vanessa. Uh, thanks for the forecast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the messenger, Sean. That's right. yeah, But yeah, actually, it's better news than what we were originally thinking a couple of days ago, right? Sure, sure. Even as <clears throat> as uh, soon as yesterday, we thought we were going to get some of this um, brunt of this storm. But it has, according to the weather radar, shifted south, unfortunately, down and around the Macomb, uh, Quincy area, uh, over to Springfield. They'll see uh, some of that uh, potential uh, three to seven inches. So, Well, it's, it's, this is the weather where... The parents are all like, gosh darn it, and the kids are like, yay, because it's sledding and snowballs, fights, and forts. Well, it is definitely winter. Yeah. Come on, spring. That's right. Can't wait. Well, I actually can't wait for fall. I'm a fall guy. Well, so. no, leave fall when fall gets here. Well, I'll, We need spring and summer first. Well, You're just going to skip the whole growing season. Well, I, I'm just extending the fall season. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you had county board yesterday. There's a lot going on uh, in our community uh, from the county board perspective. How did the meeting go? It it went really well. We got a lot done. Uh, we've got a really good group of board members that work very hard and think quite a bit about what the issues are. And, and uh, we had a pretty full agenda. I think the meeting started at 930 and it ended at 1115-ish. Yeah, something like that. <clears throat> we started out with the audit. We push our auditors a little hard because they do... 18 or 20 counties and we're the first one to get a report um we we really push them and actually it's not a final report it's a almost final report but it was a very good report our uh, retirement plans are fully funded uh, plus a few percent um, of course last year was a good year for investments and um Basically, it's going to be a what they call a clean audit, where they found no deficiencies, and and uh, they're really a good good group to work with, and and we uh, uh, all of our office holders give them all the information as soon as they can, and and uh, or as soon as it's asked for, and so it goes real smooth. We've had them for several years now, and they're they're really good, Whipley, and um, they are phenomenal, and they come in and give. Very detailed reports, and like Mike said, it's a it was a draft. Uh, the final report probably the middle of next week. Yep. Okay, and it is detailed. They they dive into all kinds of tiny little things. Good, we all need that. Yeah, it yes. takes a special kind of person to be an auditor. It's got to, because they're how they're sifting through everything and making sure things in the right spot. But that's probably one of the most well, that is the most important piece of information that the county can have each year. Uh, we receive all kinds of things, obviously, but the audit really uh, tells us where we're at fiscally, if things are looking bleak, if we need to do this or that. But it, like Mike said, it was a very good audit report, draft, and I uh, asked how that compares with other counties. And he said, well, you're one of the first. That's great. Uh, and he said that's a lot of counties are doing, you know, having good years. Of course, there are those that aren't, but we are definitely in the doing great category. Okay. Despite all the challenges, which are many. Okay. What was next? Uh, Mr. Algren made the presentation uh, where we are on the jail, and um, it's not good news because the cost of materials had mm-hmm. gone up. But it's not a final report, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, the jury's still out. But unfortunately— No pun intended. Yeah. The— uh, the cost of building materials, as everybody knows, has, has gone through the roof. And uh, speaking of roofs, uh, basically 
the cost over a change from the last two years, the cost of roofing has gone up two and a half times, and the cost of steel, and of course there's a lot of steel in a jail, doors and reinforcing and everything, uh, has tripled. Um, so um, the numbers are higher than we wish, but we're still still working to resolve all of the, um, work through all of the how we can work things out. That's a, It was a very troubling number, if you ask me. We were hoping for a budget originally, pre-COVID, naturally, when things were going fantastic. We were thinking around $10 million, and that's kind of the prevailing winds from contractors and so forth and architects. And then um, we get um, a 60, we get numbers if we have a 60-bed facilities nearly, you know, say $18 million, 40-bed facility, $15 million. That isn't even close to the ballpark we would like to be in. So at uh, some point, we're going to you know, we're, we're getting together information to see what can be afforded, and uh, we'll meet with the bonding company and then discuss other ways to generate revenues. But um, be that as it may, we cannot pay for an $18 million jail. So I think we're going to have It's only 17 and a half, Sean. Yeah, well. And that's with all the deaths and uh-huh. everything. Does that count the property? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway, that's a lot of bread. So at some point, we're going to have to have uh, the company that provided the information come down uh, to visit with the county board to see just how that number came up because um, we're going to have to get more than just one set of numbers. Sure. And uh, I think there's some ideas floating around people's heads that uh, that we, we're going to need to contact some other organizations and to see what they can do price-wise because this is the biggest building project the county will have had in quite some time. And we don't want to overpay for it. Over 100 years. Well over. <laughs> I mean, the new part of the jail is over 100 years old. So, But it's, it's so vital that we have a jail for public safety. Uh, it me, It's a huge benefit for the city because if we get shut down, which undoubtedly will happen in the near future, um, if they arrest someone, they have to take them to Mercer County. The police do, not, not the county people. So that takes them off the road. And we can't have that. So the city... Uh, should be thinking about ways they can assist in this jail project because it means just as much to them. Uh, and they've been talked to, and we'll see what uh, what we get out of there. But that being said, uh, we do need an affordable product, and um, it's not easy. COVID changed a lot of things, and this was one of them. But um, I don't think that price is uh, going to work for us. Okay. Well, they'll keep meeting, and, you know, one step at a time. Yep. Okay, what was next? Well, we a um, uh, couple things in the Buildings and Grounds Committee's portion of the full board meeting. The Warren County Public Transportation, which is incredibly successful. It's a great thing that Warren County uh, provides for its community. Again, I always say we average around 55,000 rides, and that, of course, decreased during COVID, but now it's coming back and will likely surpass that <clears throat> due to some changes that we've, we've made. But we have... Uh, when the Warren County Public Transportation purchases things, whether it be tires or oil filters or whatnot, uh, since Warren Achievement Center is the operator and the county is the provider, we've used the procurement policy of Warren Achievement Center. But now IDOT is saying that uh, Warren County Public Transportation needs its own procurement policy. And so we passed one uh, with, uh, with ease. And basically, it, it sets the uh, protocols on how different priced things must be approved by different levels of 
whatnot. So uh, that was very positive. And then um, we— It was a government document. It was only about 30 pages long. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they like to read. But um, another thing, uh, of course, we've been discussing wind turbines for quite some time now. Last week, the Buildings and Grounds Committee— had two votes. One was to uh, whether we recommend another moratorium, temporary moratorium. Uh, they did not recommend it. They voted to not recommend it. But then we then voted to send it to the full board for discussion. And um, the board narrowly, well, I wasn't as narrow. Uh, the board passed another temporary uh, moratorium on the wind turbines. And it's basically the same as the last one, six months or until the new zoning document is formed, whichever comes first. And my guess is that um, we'll have a new zoning document before six months. We've made incredible progress on that. Mike, myself, Mark Schellenberger, our zoning administrator, we've logged a lot of hours at conference calls with the law firm out of Chicago to help draft this thing because it's complicated. We just can't sit down and write it because we have to know how the Illinois County's code uh, reacts with what we're doing and so forth. So. It's a 200-pager, 200-page document, and uh, we're very near uh, the big compromise to come up with the final document. It's looking good. Everyone had to have a little give and take there. But by and large, the final document that we will end up with is leaps and bounds ahead of our archaic one that is currently in existence, wouldn't you say? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Okay. So moratorium for six months? Yes. On Mm -hmm. the wind turbines? Okay. Sadly. The um, under finance, basically, uh, we voted to retain Bellwether, uh, which is a firm that we've used before and other entities have. They're working with half the counties in the state of Illinois to help them properly spend the American Rescue Funds, which we have um, half of and will receive the other half this summer. And uh, following that, we also voted to, um, on... um, So you you guys had to hire a company to help help spend COVID money that was given to you. Well, the reason being is that if we... Misspend it. If we... Because the the rules are very convoluted. And if we were to, let's say, spend $100,000 on something we thought the rules Uh said we could, and it turns out... Uh oh, that wasn't meant for that. Then you don't get reimbursed. I mean, it's, we pay it back. Yeah, no, exactly. you have to pay it back, and probably with interest on these guys. But, <laughs> That's my um, point. It's so sad. We have to hire a company to spend the government yeah, money correctly. And that, that For, fortunately, we can. They spend. are been super helpful mm-hmm. even Good. before we officially hired them. And again, they're working with. Over now, over half of the counties in the state of Illinois. Sure. So and, and we got to get it. We got to get it right. Yeah. And we don't want to risk having to pay something back with interest. So it's um, it was a twenty thousand dollar contract, but we can also pay for it out of the funds, the out COVID the funds. funds. So um, good. And it's a legitimate expense. So, there you go. So yeah. that worked out really well. And when you're talking about three point two million, why twenty? Twenty thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. Money well and spent. that's for clear through twenty twenty six, and they also help with the reporting. And let me tell you a little bit about the reporting. Basically, we were supposed to have the first report turned in, I think, September of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. 
and then they kicked it back to um, January of this year. And in February of this year, no, in, in, in January, the question was, is, well, what's this report going to look like? It's not done yet. I believe it. And each time they move the deadline, they also change the rules. Yeah. And it's it, it's just madness. Um, we're very fortunate to have the, the monies come our way. It's a once-in-a-lifetime. Right. So we have to make sure, well, we hope it's a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic-type money situation. Right. But uh, we have to make sure we spend it and get the most bang out of our buck. Uh, for example, spending it on masonry at the courthouse, windows, update the air conditioning, mm-hmm. boilers, uh, different office upgrades, things we desperately need to keep uh, the show going across the square over there. So we're very happy to have Bill Weather. Uh, we've we sent him a, what a, a wish list of mm-hmm. things that everyone's just everyone throws something on the list. And they said uh, darn near every single one of them would be applicable for the spending of the funds so now there's a subcommittee that mike and myself are on with the chairman of the finance committee dave jenks and a few others that we're going to prioritize that list to see um how that should be spent and allocated and uh it's very important and we've done our homework danielle has just really done our homework i'm gonna say danielle cox is the chair of that subcommittee and she's done a bang-up job and she's got several three-inch binders full of paperwork that's and just phenomenal. All kind of webinars that had to have been yeah. excruciating to sit through. The rules are very specific in the fact that you cannot use the any of the money for building a new jail, even though they expect crime to increase. We can, um, however, work build a sewer up to where the new jail would be with that money but it's a uh, there's no shortage of lists i'll tell you that yeah i was gonna say i wish you guys could loan a million to um the city so we could redo all the roads well they that got won't touch the roads They're, that's not near i thought it was money. a million well the city also had COVID yeah, the, money they've got they're their, getting money and they're doing some roads but it's a few blocks it's not and, of course, the first thing you do is you do the water system underneath. Right. And then you do the road on top. Concern. we got a couple of potholes around here that I could hide in. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Sorry. I didn't mm-hmm. get us off that's track. That's all right. But, uh, okay. So, yeah, you've got this company that will help you. Yep. Yes. And we've got a committee that's working uh, quite well okay. and meeting regularly to handle that. Uh, so that's going to be a great thing. And as soon as we prioritize things uh, – it, it just it's gonna oh, it's such a relief to have this these funds you know I would expect that in April we'll have um, get board approval for some of the expenditures um, that that could involve the community also mm-hmm. okay the we also um, we've the sheriff was in here yesterday talking about his concerns yes uh, about retaining staff. So we went into closed session, which you have to do anytime you're discussing salaries and matters of personnel and other things. Uh, following the uh, closed session, we've um, kind of remedied some of that situation. We hope so. And uh, so hopefully that'll uh, take care of, stop the bleeding, if you will, of people departing. But, you know, surrounding counties just pay so much more. And it's, it's the market price. 
um, you know, flour costs a dollar. You can't show up with 50 cents and expect to buy flour. So what you're referring to is Sheriff Edwards shared yesterday the concern that he has about keeping uh, deputies and jailers. Uh, That's been a challenge. And uh, once they go to the academy, it seems like other counties and or states uh, are coming in and wooing are good men and women away. Yeah, I think Knox County owes us at least a fruit basket at Christmas because we pay for the training and they slurp them right away. It's almost like, yeah, whatever. Good for Knox County. Great. So you made some changes. We did make some changes in regards to salaries substantially. Um, always the concern is paying for it, but we've got things that we can do to mitigate that. If uh, you know, We just have to be more proactive on, on uh, moving forward and progressively with some new uh, revenue channels that'll make it easier for us to handle these types of situations in the future. Okay, so you increased salaries for jailers and deputies, is that accurate? No. No, okay. The discussion was for deputies. Gotcha. Okay. <clears throat> um, we're in union negotiations that affect the jailers and other staff, so. Okay. And we, um, uh, as a county board, I mean, we can't discuss, uh, you know, uh, bargaining and so forth, but we can tell you that the county board definitely wants to make sure that uh, our employees are taken care of okay it's just a it's a low process negotiating with the union and uh, we've got fantastic employees their union leadership uh, they have great people there too so it's just people getting together and hashing out the contract to make sure it works for everybody and that's a good process uh, get, make sure everyone's involved yeah also have good news we've got two elections this year and we voted to raise the pay for the election officials. Yeah. So if you're interested in being a poll watcher and so forth, it used to be $100, and now it's going to no, be... No, it's not a poll watcher. It's a poll worker. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> You'll get $125. Uh, yeah. you get, it's just tough getting people to That's do anything. That's a 25% raise. Yeah. I might take a vacation day that day and uh, go work the polls. Good. So that's that's going to help Tina at the county clerk's office. She's a wonderful person, a great asset to the community. Um, we have wonderful employees. Uh, Tina deals with a lot. She wears a lot of hats, as do all the others. And um, it's nice to be able to provide her something that will help her get the uh, poll workers uh, to the polls, I guess, to, to uh, work. So that's great. And again, to touch back on the zoning, I know we're probably uh, running on time here. The zoning process, uh, zoning document, we have a a draft that we just have to go over a few itty bitty little minor details and then um then we will be done with it it's 200 pages i think the old one was 140 maybe and uh, this one's 200 it protects the county and its citizens to make sure that the rules are perfectly well explained so people can uh flex their freedom muscles and do what the heck they want with a clear explanation of what the protocols are in, in whatever they're doing. Well, so, for for example, we didn't have any language on solar farms or solar panels. Yeah, I remember you guys so, talking about so that. That's a, that's a whole new chapter. It's a so, whole new world. Yeah, a whole new revenue stream, which we should encourage the heck out of those. Okay. And, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the so basically, what's the county board agrees on a draft, uh-huh. which we're very very close to. Uh, the zoning board of appeals will then hold a public hearing, uh, given notice, of course, I think 10 days notice for a public hearing for the 15. P- 15. So the public can steady up and check it out. And then we'll have uh, people from the community come in and state, I like this, I don't like this. 
approve the, you know, get their input, then the Zoning Board of Appeals would then make a recommendation to change something, change nothing, throw it away, whatnot. Then it goes back to the county board where within 30 days we have to act on the recommendation. We can say thanks for the recommendations, but we're not going to change anything, or we might change a few things. And uh, if we, as long as you do it within 30 days and vote on it, it becomes the law. Uh, if we go past the 30 days, we, we've got to have another public hearing and so forth. So it's a, it's quite a process, and everyone's worked very, very hard. The county board, the zoning board of appeals, and concerned citizens have all made phone calls and done things to make sure that this product is the best one possible coming out of our hands. So it will last for another 20, 30 years. Okay. And I just want to clarify, because I had misstated earlier, um, your board passed a... Um, in closed session, increasing salaries for deputies only. The jailers are a part of a, a union discussion. Is that correct? Te- yeah. Technically, you cannot make any decisions in closed session. So then uh, we vote to go into closed session. Everyone has to skedaddle except for maybe the sheriff and some people sure. that we need to, in there. And then we open the doors, let everyone back in. We vote to come out of closed session. And then we vote on the motions uh, to increase uh, pay and so forth. Because we can't do that, you know, obviously in secret, nor would we want to. We want the people to be completely transparent. But we just have to follow the protocols of okay. closed session. So uh, that will be very helpful for the deputies. Um, <coughs> again, we're working with the other uh, union to hammer out their contract. And everyone involved in that process is fantastic. And uh, working to make sure that it's mutually beneficial to everyone. And that uh, it makes a happy employee, productive okay. employee. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Uh, I don't want it to snow. <laughs> well, I don't think we're going to get a choice in that one, Sean. I think you're right, Sam. You've lived here a lot longer than I have. Well, it's, uh, you know, if it didn't snow in February, that something would be wrong, right? Yeah, that's probably true. We'll opt for the one inch instead of the three. Yeah, I'm, I'm game for it. Actually, it could do whatever it wants as long as I'm home for the day. Right. You Thank know. you very much, Vanessa. Thank you all for coming in. Yeah, I appreciate we, it. We appreciate you uh, letting us come in and share what's going on. Uh, yeah, it's good uh, Good information to get out to our audience. Thank you, gentlemen. Sean Cavanaugh, Mike Pearson with us from the Warren County Board on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1.